Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How's it going, Hector? It is going fantastic, Ben. How are you? I'm okay. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo today. Um, it uh, is Cinco you got de any Mayo. Uh, interesting uh, observations on that subject? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's very insensitive of me, but no. <laughs> but I do want to talk to you about something. Yeah, what's that? So uh, you and I were, uh, were talking a little bit last week, and, uh, and I, I guess it was... Uh, it was brought to my attention by by several people that that apparently I have uh, approximately one contractually obligated uh, bash on my wife. Yeah, that's at, right. at pretty much pretty much every episode. Yeah. So uh, for those of you watching at home, Justin, if you can bring the graphic up on the screen now, uh, we were playing a show the other day. <laughs> what is that? This, this for those of you that are watching the podcast and not listening, this is a frozen pizza that, t- that takes about ten minutes to make in the oven. Right. Um, it's not difficult. You yeah. set the oven at like, I don't know, 350 or something for like 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> this is a slack. Um, what, what's happening right now? Um, this, this, this was a pizza that she uh, sent me a picture of the other day and said, here, fuel for your podcast. So there you go. My wife can't cook, <laughs> gentlemen. That's all I got to say about that. She, she can't what, cook. She's, she's, she's got spirit. Like, you know, oh, you, she's got to give it to her. To, she's got a great sense of humor. Oh, she's a her. trooper, man. She's a trooper. <laughs> but she still can't cook. <laughs> no, my, my, my wife's not a great cookie, though. I, I tend to do pretty much most of the cooking around my house. But then saying that, I think she earns more money than me. So, you know, it swings around about mod, mod, the modern world. Oh, my wife makes way more money than me. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. so it's okay that she can't cook because we can afford to out. <laughs> I think I've said on every single podcast uh, up up to this date that behind every good musician is a, is a partner with a good job. You know? Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I am extremely excited about uh, this week's episode. Um, I've already been having a blast just setting up with these guys. Um, welcome to the show, Menudo, for our Cinco de Mayo episode. Yes, <laughs> what an entry. Yeah. We Martin got was uh, Andrew Alonzo and Chris Santiago, sons of a tradesman. That's Thank right. You. Stand in Mexico. Thank you very much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Thank so the you. deal was that um, that um, Hector was holding this date because he was really, really hoping to get like a mariachi band or something like that, and then. Um, it it went on for a, you know two or three weeks and then I I just got itchy feet and I and I was like you know what we haven't booked Sons of a Tradesman yet let's just get them in on this day because it'll be a good laugh and um, despite the fact that none of us here are Mexican um, uh, so, <laughs> so, so you, I know you guys know how to party so that's you know what it came down to that's a good enough reason what it came down to party harder than than the Mexicans we, we were <laughs> we were holding out we were holding out for a mariachi band and then eventually it occurred to me that uh, any good mariachi band is probably booked tonight they're probably so, playing yeah, they're yeah. probably, they're probably playing. working so, very hard so, yeah. so so we got the next best thing so you right? went with we, the brown half of Sons <laughs> of a Trades we Sons yeah. of a Trades it's perfect let me just make sure everyone understands that was that was not my decision Oh, no, listen. I don't think it was my decision either. <laughs> Honestly, it was all my decision. <laughs> yeah. Either way, other way, we're here, and it's awesome. Thank we're you. We're having yeah, a great absolutely. time. Yeah, we're having a great yeah. time. Thanks for coming. So um, we have a few questions that we ask everybody. There you go. Um, we have yeah. a few questions that we ask everyone, and um, seeing as Andrew's uh, sipping his beer, I'm, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Why did yeah. you start playing music? Um, what were the circumstances in your early life that kind of got you into? I music? think I think we kind of chatted a little bit earlier about it, but like uh, like the uh, ca- cajon that you that you, everyone will see earlier or li- later on. Sorry, that um, my dad growing up, he used to have like a lot of like random like percussion instruments growing up yeah. during like boxing matches on Saturday nights. Like I'm even talking like Tyson fights. That's I'm old cool. enough to know about him <laughs> and watch him. 
But um, those nights we would, uh, you know, party all night long, eat great food, drink, have a good time. Ooh. And um, after the fight, you'd go in the garage and everybody just have a jam session. Oh, that's awesome. Man. So that's that was expensive. my earliest time of yeah, like actually fun. ever playing an instrument. That's cool. And um, Is that like the family? Just all you guys kind of jamming out? That was out, family, friends. friends and... Even the redneck neighbors across the street, dude. <laughs> oh, it was cool. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and now, man, it's just... It's all about love, you know? Yeah, what yeah. kind of music did you guys play when you're doing that? Oh, show? that was straight up fucking he- uh, Hector Lavon. Uh, okay. span- like baby legit music. Spanish music. Yeah, oh, cool. it's like baby making Spanish music from like the <laughs> yeah. 60s, 70s, uh, 80s. Yeah, man, just just, it's gotta be good just the like high-end stuff. Yeah. It's got to oh, be right. good. Cool. name like Hector. <laughs> it's yeah. be for the I mean, genre, there yeah. was no Pat Benatar being playing in that garage <laughs> that, that, that night. No fucking way. Did you ever do any anything sort of formal in terms of your music, or is it all just um, kind of figuring out yourself and jamming with people? So, like, eventually what ended up happening is that, like, uh, my dad got my sister into a music school called ASM that was in West Palm for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And um, what ended up happening was, like, she g- got placed in as, like, keyboard, and my dad was, like, hounding me, like, dude, learn something, learn something. Right. And eventually it got to the point where I was just like, all right, like, I mean, I'll try guitar. So he got me a guitar first, and I tried to learn how to play it, dude. It, like, it literally went nowhere. I was, like, just doing chugging breakdowns on the <laughs> right, guitar. Right, right, right. I was like, all right, I guess I'm good at, like, rhythms. Yeah. And um, my best friend down the street, he was a, like, multi-instrumentist. Like, uh, just m- any instrument that you gave him. Trombone, anything yeah. that you gave him, he was just amazing at. Oh, cool. And um, we've all hated a guy like that. Oh my god, I hated him for years. <laughs> but like, he ended up, he ended up asking me to bring my guitar that my dad bought for me over his place, and he had a beautiful drum set, a pork pie drum set. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I was like, like he's playing my guitar, and I'm looking at the drum set. I'm like, you mind if I sit down? I love yeah, pork. And he's cool. like, just do, bro, like I'm trying to play your guitar right now. Yeah, yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah, fucking yeah. piece of garbage. So that's actually like my first couple days of learning how to play on a set. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, no. After that, like I want to say, like I probably played on that, like in that situation, that kind of uh, experience. I want to say like maybe three months. Realized I got good at it. Got into the music school and rolled. And then it's just like history oh, from there. You did yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I went to I did music school um, when I was like. 18, 19 as well. I went to, I went, I did it. I ended up doing it at university in the end. But, um, yeah, what about you, Andrew? How'd you get into music? Uh, well, my, my, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm Cuban for those of that don't know. Although I have a bit of a 9 11 look to me, I am Cuban. <laughs> I'm from South Florida, you know, but welcome, fellow uh, Cuban. Yeah, right. What's up, my brother? So, so yeah, I mean, that, that in itself is an odd thing, right? Cubans and, and rock and roll, it's like not really a thing. But uh, my mom is one of three children. She's the only daughter, and uh, she had two brothers. And the eldest of them, Robert, he was like the black sheep of the family. He was into rock and roll. He was into American race cars, oh, cool. American women, you know, which was faux pas for a Cuban family. <laughs> right, okay, and, I didn't know that. You know, so, I mean, I really? guess that's the only, like, blood, the blood connection. And then I, I, was, I was old, you know, considering when I picked up a guitar. I was in high school when I picked up a guitar and I was really, you know, just kind of like going off of the couple of records that I had had left over, you know, from, from the uncle back when, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, uh, live at Woodstock and BB King live at the Regal. And this was like, kind of like the first couple of records that I had. Okay. So I was really drawn to blues guitarists and I always thought that was, I always thought that was super cool. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to do that. So, I mean, I, I bought a guitar and started messing with it myself, you know, shitty YouTube videos and many, like, bloody blistered fingers later. And um, our original guitarist, PJ, was shout out to my my boy, Philip, my forever my forever brother, founding member of the band. Right. Um, but spent a lot of time in his little bedroom of his mom's house, just smoking way too much weed and blowing it out the window and trying yeah, to trying to learn chord <laughs> progressions and him struggling to teach me the circle of fifths, you know, until it made him want to cry. <laughs> and it's just sending me home with chord progressions. And Did that. you ever uh, master it? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, but that's why I have my Guido. And yeah, there you go. It was just, you know, it was just me, I guess, always just wanting to be able to play that guitar. And when it when it came to forming a band, it was just I got sick of somebody. I got sick of waiting for somebody to make music I wanted to listen to. Yeah, that, listen to that is the best possible reason I could think of. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that's how I got here. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, thanks. So what, what, um, in terms of like your, we already touched on it a little bit, but like um, what, what kind of music were you, exposed to growing up what do you think was the biggest sort of things that like um do, do your parents were listening to or that your friends were listening yeah to? for sure man well i mean fuck what my friends were listening to because i never <laughs> i never listened to anything that my friends were listening oh, to right. unfortunately because they were listening to like when like my friends were listening to like some 41 and yeah, like that okay. was coming out like i had just discovered like back in black you know what right, I mean? Like, right, and I was right. like, have you heard this? Like, have you heard this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. The source of power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but my my dad was always real big on outlaw country music. And, and he's a law enforcement officer, which God bless all of our law enforcement and all of our first responders and anybody that's brave enough to do that, because I'm sure should not. Oh yeah, man. And um, yeah, man. Hell yeah. But he always was in the in the outlaw country, and in the in his off days, you know, because cops and firemen they'll have like those like schedules where they have three or four days off. Yeah. He drove a truck and he hauled trees or whatever they would pay him to haul. A very Cuban right. thing to do to drive okay. a truck. And when we would drive around with this now outlaw country music, man, Waylon Jennings and yeah, cool. Hank Senior and stuff like that. And I was always super drawn to that. My dad, my dad showed me ACDC and. I just kind of like ran with it. It wasn't like something that was like super around yeah. and I was super right. exposed to. It was just something that I heard once and I really liked and I never let it go. That's awesome. Yeah. I know that like through listening to your music, there's a lot of sort of different influences in there. There's, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's blues, there's rock, there's, there's, I mean, it is predominantly kind of rock, but then there's also kind of, especially in the, uh, in, in the, that single, um, you know, you're you're rapping a lot in that. Is that. Do you listen to a lot of hip hop? I I mean, I did, and and this is this is a fun. You and uh, I actually talked about like Bone Thugs and Harmony earlier on the way here. Yeah, yeah. Right, but right. fun like, fact, I, like I'm a huge fan of like Bone Thugs and Harmony, like Three Six Mafia, yeah, Little Wayne. You know, just yeah. all Wayne types. mixtape with Wayne. Was yeah, some all mixtapes of Little Wayne. Fun yeah. fact, though, I don't know if anybody knows this. If you go on um. What what's what's the where all the rappers come out of like Little Home SoundCloud? If you go on SoundCloud, yeah. And you search the underscore reason yeah. was from when once upon a time when I thought I was a rapper. Oh, there you and go. And you'll find a couple what of songs on there. I don't even there. know about this. Oh, I know, you know. <laughs> I'm actually What's kind the of. What's the name of this? Yeah, I'm actually. The reason? The, the underscore reason. Yeah, I'm that's actually, a serious name. I'm actually really proud of some of those songs that oh, I wrote. No, and I was really into like writing poetry and stuff. And when it comes to like hip hop, I mean, I was always super like. 
I got when when rap was blowing up and like mixtape. I love Wayne. when brown guys like come up with these super like serious, super names. meaningful names. Yeah, super meaningful. The reason you listen to that. Yeah, super oh pretentious. <laughs> I didn't even pick it. Somebody picked it for me. It's a super shitty pretentious name. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's like the it's, reason. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that Hoobastank song, and nobody likes them. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> yeah. But I have a friend whose real name is Rich Reason. And so, because you know the That's you know the cool. program, the, you know that like um, m- music like uh, software that you can make music with called Reason. You know that stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like um, he was a drum and bass producer, and so he just left his name Rich Reason because it was perfect. And like, you know, why not? Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like if I was a painter and my last name was Photoshop. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I yeah. yeah. Shout out to Rich Reason. Actually, I haven't I haven't seen you in a long time. Hope oh, you're yeah. doing well out there. If you're uh, if you're listening to this, which I don't think he's listening to yeah, this. Yeah, but if he You'd does, you'd be you surprised, know, man. Give him a yeah. shout out. Yeah, absolutely. So it sort of goes um, fairly well into the next question. And, you know, I want you to have a think about it because part of the reason I asked this question is for people who are uh, currently trying to do it themselves and, and younger people and, and people who, who've never really um, attempted it or wouldn't know where to start. Like, how, how do you guys write music? Like, what's your writing process? You want to go or you want me to go? I'll go for it a little bit and yeah, I'll, let you, I'll let you elaborate. Um, so essentially what has usually happened, which is actually like kind of fucking insane, is that, and I, I try not to bring this too much to Andrew, but I do like to bring it up every once in a while because it lets him know like within a short amount of time that he's come. I don't know if you heard him earlier, but um, he hasn't really been playing music for very long. It's like oh, I yeah, went through the younger name. years of like, you know, like uh, junior year in high school, getting into hi- like getting into bands and like I went on two tours all by the time I graduated. Right, really. And then like Andrew, like he was basically like trying to pursue, you know, a, a, a life in business yeah. right. and living somewhere completely different from his family and trying to, you know, create like a real life for himself. Yeah. With um, you Instead know, schooling, and um, so it's insane that like, a, quite a bit of our songs that we've actually written, Andrew is actually the beginning of it. Like right. he's written, it's it's one of those things that like, the more seasoned you are, is the reason why you can't write. You know, very I feel well. that. I feel that's that. a real. Th- it's a yeah, real thing. Yeah. You end up writing about being in a yeah. band. At least, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, for sure though. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like me, like, <laughs> I, like, I feel like I've never, like, whenever him and I are like writing together, obviously, which is also sounds weird for a lot of people. Drummers should never really have too much of an influence ah. until until friend. what what I say is like the um, like write your melodies. I'll deal with the uh, transitions. Okay. I'll deal with the transitions and the bassist will also. And what I call the bassist, he's more of like the mediator. Right. He's the, you know, he knows the rhythms, but he also knows the melodies. Okay. So let him do the talking for me as long as I can get him on my page or if I'm on his page. Right. We we can kind of construct something that's almost like, not like a Beatles type of deal, but like more of like how we like to write music is a little bit more intricate to where like, just a little bit less than what like rushes. Okay. Know? Like, we like to. Everybody has to be busy. Everybody's trying to have a good time. Yeah, that's you know, pretty yeah, interesting. So, like we try to do stuff like that. I like to, like I know all of us. We like to wow the other musicians in the room. Yeah, cool. Always. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like the number yeah. one rule. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, the, what you were saying about the bassist, I totally agree with. It's my, you know, if in another life I'd be a bassist because I love the way, I love, I love the way that it's just like, it's right and it's the glue, you know. It's everything. It's in between rhythm and it's rhythm, bass, melody, harmony, it's everything. Yeah. What did you say, Hank? You, you, you two? Oh, yeah. Another life I'd love to be a bassist. Because you're always bobbing your head to the bass, bro. It's the funk. It's the funk. Yeah, totally. And I think also that it's the most, a good bassist if they you know it each note is really important you know oh, what yeah. i mean it, it's very much especially like, the ones you don't play it's it's very right it's yeah. very much like the music distilled into its core elements it's the glue you know I mean? man it's it's keeps, yeah, keeps yeah. everybody on yeah pace. which everybody which together. actually like i mean obviously like we're talking about the bass in our band and everything but like i mean massive shout out to uh marvin yeah marvin, marvin yeah, is I don't know. I don't know if you guys have caught us since like Marvin's been in the band. I, I've seen I've seen it uh, online, but I haven't because we're so a busy with games. Fucking madman, bro. Yeah, like it it's just he he like not only is he like amazing to watch live, not only is he like just super on it, but for the writing process, like he's, he's killing it. Yeah, super cool. knowledge. He has bro. the knowledge yeah. like that is just in like a thousand yeah, pages, awesome. and a, he's just shooting it at you musician. all day. Well, I've yeah. I've sort of rubbed up against him ever, ever, since I've been down here because you, have you know have. he well he was yeah. you know, he's always been around and like you know part of that whole kind of like swamp punk kind of scene that was happening you know ten yeah. years ago and everything. And he was the uh, drummer of uh, Everyman for for a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that I found out about recently, and I couldn't believe it. Which I've seen them a bunch of times when I never even knew Marvin. I didn't even know Andrea. Beard Marvin. Yeah. yeah, and I remember him like loading his stand-up bass out of the you know the front of uh, up in the front of Propaganda. You know, uh, uh, and he always seemed kind of this cool, mysterious dude. You know, with the big. That's what he is. I want to touch on something that Chris said though, because it's something that we put a lot we put a lot into when we write songs. And he said we like to wow the other musicians in a room. Yeah. So where I come into the songwriting process, right? I'm the most inexperienced musician in my band. Right. When it comes to years on your instrument. Yeah. I'm by far and large the most inexperienced, right. which is both a benefit and a detriment to us, right? In different ways, and we try to find a way to use it the best we can. As far as, like, saying, you know, that you want to wow every musician in the room, me as the guy with that lack of experience, I count on my bandmates to help me make it entertaining and interesting for a guy like you that knows everything about music theory. Sure. You know what I mean? So we're writing a song now where three different pieces of the band are playing in different time signatures, but every fourth or fifth go around it syncs yeah, up ever so beautifully. Yeah, that's so you know cool. what I mean? And, and and so we're writing songs like that. But the song at different layers is enjoyable. And any value that you approach it, whether, and when I say it, I, I mean the song or the band as a whole, it's enjoyable. At face yeah. value, just as background music, as play it on 12 when you're driving down the highway, as listen to the lyrics and look for some meaning to change your life. Or as a musician, like we all listen to music like fucking assholes and play something <laughs> that's hard to play. Yeah. All those things are in there. And yeah. to me, that's super important because, you know, like I was telling you earlier, you know, whether, whether our band sells out stadiums one day or whether 15 years from now somebody's talking about it and how they saw this band down here and that's what made them want to pick up an instrument or they opened for our band that's and they reached out like to the singer, to us, yeah. the drummer, the band and they opened for us and that started their whole shit. Yeah. And yeah. we're like you said, stalwarts in our community. Well, that's good enough for us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm more than good that. for us. Is there, while we're talking about writing process, um, do you have any uh, what, um, process in, p- lyrically? Like, do you, how do you approach that? So I always do the lyrics last. Right. The song is written and done. Which is 
kind of weird for me. Like, we're still, like, kind of, I mean, like, yeah, he, gets he actually does very well with it. But it's like, um, he likes I to feel, have I feel melody, like right, I feel like we, right. we could help him out a little bit with it. Right, but it's not, it's not it's not like a negative thing. But it's I'll just like that. I feel like we all kind of feel bad. I'll you know, that. It's like he's don't feel like bad, he has bro. the part to write his own. Part don't on feel the bad. This is my fucking to help job. I'm the singer of this band. It's my job to write the words. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? And it's, so it's like I never take that as a, as a, as a weight. And I yeah. appreciate that my bandmates. You know what I mean? Like they they consciously are always looking to relieve my weight. Yeah, right. Whether yeah. it's we're performing live and it's a four hour set and I'm here for fucking four hours yeah. and I'm not in the best shape. This is no secret to anyone. Four hours. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit who, what musician that sings all night for three straight hours or four straight hours. You it's ask them, hard. it's not. It's not full on professionals. You know. Yeah. It's hard as like, fuck. It shit's yeah. hard. That shit's Absolutely. really hard. It took me years to get to the point where. I didn't lose my voice after a couple of days over the weekend. You know, like yeah, yeah. you gotta learn, man. Yeah, you gotta yeah. learn what you can do and what you can't do. He's like leathery folds in here now. They can yeah. handle it, but like, it took a while. <laughs> I smoked Newports for like three years because my voice wasn't grainy enough, and I was like, if it's good enough for Paul McCartney, motherfucker, well, I'm gonna do it too. But when it comes to writing lyrics, I always write the lyrics when the song is done because right. we call the song "air quote" done as a musical piece when we're all happy with the musical piece. Okay. That means that yeah. as it stands, it's fucking great. Yeah. Okay. So my lyrics have to make it better. And what? If do, not, you might you as well any, not like, put it. Um, do you have any sort of? Is it always about different stuff, or are there any themes that you seem to well, come I back mean, to? Well, I mean, so like you'll you'll see as we are releasing more songs and the, and the copywriting and the trademarking is done. We're just kind of waiting on some other stuff, yeah. but there's songs coming out. But you'll, reala- sharks. you'll realize that all the songs are the blank. So like the the single that's out right now is the bandit. And yeah. if you look at the cover art, it's not by coincidence that the guy resembles me. Right. In this multiverse of our music, I represent that character. Okay. You yeah, also have yeah. the wolf, you have the vigilante, you have the baron, each of us represented by this different entity in this okay. other that's in this really, other universe. Really so there's cool. a couple of songs that are that are like that. Right. And each one of our characters, if you will, yeah. is kind of like the main character in their own little realm, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is stuck in this piece of time. And then at the end, you have this culmination of all of the timelines, this big battle or whatever. You have this big epic song at the end. That's fascinating. Besides That's that, really though, cool. we have songs about fighting the voodoo devil in fucking New Orleans. That's one of my favorite ones. No, you got all kinds Pete of cool Legba. songs. It's it's whatever, man. It's what it's, it's whatever. It's whatever the hell is flying out of my ass that day that I think is cool. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I don't know if I would be able to say that if if I have. You know what? I think I. When it comes to my lyrics, it generally is it tends to be stuff I've gone through, and then kind of understand, and then kind of want to want to get out there. I get like that. In terms, but that, you know, I I I don't necessarily write um, sort of things that aren't con- connected, sort of in some way to to my life. Like I I have written songs that are just about a subject. Right. I always think that they're like not my strongest songs, you know. I feel like I always feel personally it has to be like very connected to something I've been through, but that's just me. You that's know? I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean that it, that that's you, and obviously yeah, everybody yeah. has their own thing. But you don't have to feel well, like I, that. No, but. I'm like jealous in a way that like, people can people can separate themselves like that and write some something just yeah. as a piece of art. Well, like we really wrote a song recently 
where the whole point of the song was, I was like, I do not want to follow a, a fucking formula. I don't want to write yeah. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever. Yeah. I was like, Rush made a career out of this shit. Every other yeah. band that we like has done this shit. Yeah. Why can we not compose a piece that is from point A to point B instead of follow the formula? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know it. And, and, you know, as a rock band, I don't think that, I mean, it, it's not it's not like rock is even really represented in the Grammys anymore. So, so Absolutely, I, no, it's so, not. So, not I feel, so I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's almost worth kind of stretching. You probably get more people interested in it if if you don't focus too much on it being like a kind of Beatles style kind of three and a half minute yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's more, the crazier more, the better yeah, at exactly. this point. Yeah. Don't exactly. focus on anything, yeah. bro. Who the fuck are we making music for? Yeah, because I wish anybody I, in Europe. I wish I could. I wish I could sit behind this microphone and with a straight face, bro, tell you that I'm making music for every starry-eyed person that's ever existed. But that's not true, bro. I make my music for me. Yeah, I make I it selfishly that. for me because I want to be able to one day when I can't stand up and I can't walk and I can't do whatever, I'll be able to listen to those songs and I'll be able to remember that I did that. I did that. No matter what else I did, that might actually I be the new cure with for all Alzheimer's. With my best friend, you never know, bro. With my best friend, just make your own music while while you're younger. I'm gonna that. try it out. I'll let you know how it goes in like six years. <laughs> See how many mushrooms we can eat between here and there. Uh, quite a bit. <laughs> well, I know it's definitely good for the brain. You know, just the whole process of music from just the the hand eye coordination to things like writing songs and things. You know, it's really, really good. For really good. So this is an interesting question and one that I always enjoy asking musicians and we get a whole host of different answers um let's go one at a time do you practice these days yeah, practice so uh, let's go first yeah I, I will i will gladly take this question first so like when uh, I'll, I'll i'll answer that by prefacing it with this yeah so i made a lot of new young bands right and they, yeah. they asked the type of typical questions that you can expect that a new young band would ask the same way that we did not so many years ago right yeah. and um one of the things that i always ask is well what are you trying to do with your band are you trying to get booked on a XYZ type of basis and just make money to pay your mortgage? Because I could do that. Yeah. Best way to do that is fire the rest of your band and buy an acoustic electric guitar and one speaker and I'll get your book fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. Or yeah. Are, are, are you trying are you trying to really do something? Are you trying to are you trying to leave legacy? That being said, if that is something that you're trying to do, one of the first things that you need to make sure throughout your band is that everybody's personal financial situation is in order because good bands cost money. Yeah. They cost money. And if you want to take your band places, well, then you have to know that the money that your band makes has to be for your band, not for you. That's that, that's for your band. And the reason that I preface it with all that is that we all have full-time jobs. Right. Sons of a Tradesman isn't a name that we pulled out of our ass. Nick, may he rest in peace, our, our brother. You know, he re he read that line as an as an English student that that most most children in X date were sons of tradesmen, and he always found that found that interesting. Right. So Monday is my day to to work, and is my day to myself. And Tuesday is the day that we all go to work, and at the end of that day, we practice. Yeah. And you know, we just we just actually shirked to practice this this past week because him and I are both having. Shitty we work week. Yeah, rough, shitty work week. But is, besides is that, week. we hadn't missed a so Tuesday far. in I can't tell you how long. Right. So that Tuesday, we use it for whatever it is that we deem the most necessary. If we're trying to learn a new song because it's some type of a theme day that we have to learn this cover right. song or whatever, you know, it's for that. But generally, we try and use it to write and we try and use it to record demos. 
And in that time, I practiced myself as a songwriter. And as far as just, you know, practicing my finger work and stuff, I just leave the acoustic within arm's reach of, you know, the bed or whatever. And that's kind of, you just grab it whenever it's there and you're bored. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, You know, I I bang on about this quite a lot, but um, after I stopped drinking, I found out I started practicing at home um, way more. But I I think maybe just because, like, I was curious to see like what the effects would be, you know, sort of thing, you know, like mm. I was like, but then it ended up becoming a habit and now I do actually practice more again, which is great. Cause for a long time I was like playing, you know, like three, four gigs a week and I was like, and so I was teaching like all day. Yeah. So you're was, always playing. Right. Right. But, um, That's you know, now, I now I've found it doesn't mean building though. Yeah, at, exactly. At yeah. He's yeah, maintaining. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're just maintaining your Rinse actual set. So yeah. like, so like my biggest thing is, um, after about the age of like 27. Yeah. If you're going to practice, I, I mean me, because I play drums, like I literally just have like a drum pad in front of me on yeah. like a stool. I have my chair that I sit in like right next to my bed. I have my TV. I put on documentaries, and I just I sit there and do rudiments. Yeah, like maybe from like like I eat dinner, like right next to there. I'll eat dinner, finish up my plate, throw it over there, and I'll sit there until about like ten o'clock at night. That's great, and And I'll just watch documentaries. I love to pick up on that because um, it's something that I often tell to my students and i think that some people might think it's a weird thing to tell them but you, the, the one thing is difficult to get students to do is practice right so so i'm like i'm always like listen you know you can sit there and do scales and watch tv at the same time and you know why not yeah. you know you can like he, uh, at least then you're pra- at least you're practicing here's, you know here's, here's what they yeah. taught me a while ago i think we had like a, a show on like a sunday and it was a football sunday and i play fantasy football so what that like this is the day I realized holy shit I can watch TV <laughs> as I play <laughs> the same drums for the voice. show yeah. and I'm literally like playing drums for like the show and I'm and, like I'm like I'm like in that like moment of which all of us know what this moment is it's that moment where like uh, have, has anybody seen the movie Soul Yes. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know when he talks about like yeah. when you're in that moment in the zone in the, in the in, zone. in the yeah. zone yeah. okay. I'm in the zone so much, I'm watching my fucking wide receiver get two <laughs> touchdowns, 220 yards, and I'm just like, don't make a face because somebody's going to know that you're watching TV. And Guido like comes up and looks at me. He's like, he's like, bro, you rocking right now? I'm like, <laughs> Fuck this band! No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, no, I love my band so much, but that was a good Sunday. I lost that. I lost that lead for you, But do you not also? Can you not also appreciate that you can practice without picking up your instrument? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, whether you're reading, I feel like you guys can't do listening. it better than drummers can, though. Hey, you know what, bro? Let me just say, I this can listen to a record. song like two two hundred times, and I'll never have to pick up my six. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, now. If it's a Beatles song, twenty times I'm good. <laughs> you let me know when you're ready. I gotta be mean to yeah, Rico, yeah, bro. Yeah. He was in the Beatles, Chris. <laughs> no, I thank him. I'm gonna tell you why Whether he's you one of the greatest. The Beatles or not, because he made it that in. easy. Twenty times I'm good to go. <laughs> that guy's that that, that guy. Okay, like in all due all due respect to Ringo. There's a reason why he's known as one of the greatest drummers of all time because he was one of the greatest studio drummers of all time. He literally got in there 
whatever idea that Paul McCartney or Lennon or uh, what's the bassist's name? I always forget his name. It's Paul McCartney. Stupid. Paul McCartney. Oh. Is Paul what's the McCartney. other guy's name? Man, what's the other that's why name? I said don't let it's Chris George talk. Harrison and John Lennon. George Harrison. <laughs> My God. No, but did McCartney play uh, guitar on he yesterday? Played, he played guitar on a lot of stuff. He played guitar on okay. Well, they, they, you they know like what? Take it from the drummer. I didn't know. Instruments in the studio, yeah. But, um... No, uh, Ringo was the greatest pick of all time to be the drummer of that band. You know, I, I, I don't hate on Ringo. I think he's yeah, cool guy. I think I, I, you know, what, was he the flashiest drummer of all time? No, no but he didn't have some to be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. what. But it is. he kept it flashy yeah, yeah. enough to like keep other drummers just, I mean, in inkling, like interested. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, just as, enough. As like a, I'm a singer, and well, he wrote uh, Octopus yeah. Garden. Oh, it's one of my that. favorite love songs. That song. Thank song. you. Love that song. Oh my god, you're probably the first person <laughs> I've ever heard to say. I found out recently <laughs> that Oh Bloody. I always thought it sounded like a scar song, but I found out recently that Oh Bloody Oh Bloody was actually written as like a pastiche of a scar song. It was like meant to be Did like a joke. Even exist it, it was, back then. It was yeah. It was. It, it, I refuse to believe this. It, no, it's sixties. Yeah, absolutely. Scar came out when. Like the Let's fifth, the dub started. <laughs> this isn't Joe Rogan. There's no fact <laughs> check. Yeah. This isn't Where's Joe Rogan. Jamie? Somebody get Jamie. Where's Jamie? So the uh, it, actually, that's a really good His point. His name's Justin. He's I, quiet I would love right to. Now. I'd love to uh, um, talk to you about um, spread the dubs. Uh, Influence on you guys and um, and you guys' relationship because I know that you guys play together a lot of love and hate a lot of no no no, it's all love it's all love it's all love feel by it's all love you were talking to me a lot about um them before can you give me a little bit of yeah uh, because uh, because you can never say the name of my band without saying the names brother dub it's impossible it's impossible because they they got us all of our first gigs they introduced us to all of our first other band friends they introduced us to the to the guy that owned the studio we recorded our first couple of singles who also happens to be in the band that is also signed to the label that we ended up signing to like you can't you cannot mention our band without saying spread the dub and it's something that i'm happy to say and and, and i'm happy to preach and i'm happy to be in a position now where we can kind of be paying it forward to a degree to have whatever level of notoriety or whatever you want to call it that we do you know like we're we're blessed to be able to you know tell venues like hey we want this band to open for us and they're like yeah cool that's fine whatever you guys say that's awesome you know and so we we got our first x amount of gigs off of you know kajo's word or hunter's word or mixed word just like hey you guys i love the fact i love it when you guys play the same shows because it's you know the, it's a you know it's not the same music but it's the but it, but it's two different vibes but, but both with very much like th- there's an ethos behind both of the bands is very similar which is you know it's like fuck it let's have a good time you know yeah. and like and it just fuck comes it, let's have a good time and we bring out we bring out the best in each other because it's like them as a ska band right yeah. it's like a ska dub band they have they have to reach a level of a rock and roll band Yes. Right? Yeah, right. Which is yeah. us all day. And then from our side, it's like us as a rock and roll band has to not get shit on by a ska dub band. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. There's always a quite a bit of pressure whenever That's we uh, play, play, play alongside with them. Yeah. That being said, they uh, I've never had more fun playing with any other band Absolutely than that not. band. Yeah, and I love a lot of the bands that we've ever played mm-hmm. with. None of them like that. All of them know who they are, but. The last one that we did, like, you know, the uh, Matthews Brewing one? Biblical. Yeah. It was, like, uh, we did, like, a uh, first set was Spread the Dub. I don't know how the fuck they managed that. 
for them to go on first and nice. then we had to go on second. Oh, man. And yeah, I was just sneaky. like, dude, like, <laughs> I want to just go first so I can get drunk and have a good time with my friends. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. and the third set, oh, my God. Third set was everybody yeah, all at once. And we were switching out drummers, switching out bassists. Oh, that's uh, great. The Sounds organ amazing. player was going from his organs to the guitar. Oh, that's Andrew epic, was singing. Mick yeah, was singing. They were singing together. Yeah. At one point, Andrew and I both had uh, tambourines, and we were dancing Spanish music. And not, even, not even doing anything, <laughs> but just dancing Spanish music, drinking Jameson. It was... <laughs> that's one of those moments that, like professional music doesn't do anymore yeah yeah and it and like I, and it was that, so beautiful that it actually like hurt like it kind of hurt me it's just like I what the you. fuck dude like well, i was saying know, to this them is how they, it should be you know well, i was saying to them when they came on and, and and i think it applies again here which is you you shouldn't one shouldn't underestimate the importance of music to just straight up be fun be like yeah. a release, you know, 100%. exactly. A yeah, release for sure. from just like life. Like you know, it's uh, you, you, people can get so up their own rear ends with it, and 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 of, of course you want it to be good, and of course you want to try your best to make it the most interesting yeah. as possible. Yeah, but a huge fun. side of it is is just like let's go out and have a good time and forget about our worries and our troubles. You well, know, those guys yeah. embody that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they definitely sure. do. And like I said before, I can never stand in front of enough people. Yeah. To give Brother Dove the credit they deserve. Yeah, man. And, you know, just from, I think from a lot knowing of them, I've got a lot of respect for them also. Yeah, good guys. Man. One thousand percent, bro. Oh, yeah. Big shout out. Hey, but make a still bitch, and he leaves before <laughs> everybody else leaves <laughs> all the time. What a, and let me just point that out. What about that E.R. Bradley show? They, I mean, he stayed late. He stayed pretty late. Hey, listen, that's one out of a lot of them. I love Mick, <laughs> but you should hang out more. Don't be, Don't be like that, Mick. Don't be like that. <laughs> I only tell. I try. I try, Mick. I'm sorry. I only heard the term Irish goodbye when I came to America. You know what? You would almost think that the guy's last name <laughs> sounded like it was a, a gold at the end of a rainbow because he yeah. di he disappears like with a quickness. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a big deal to say hi to him when I see him out in public because I know I'm mere seconds away from him vanishing into thin air. <laughs> 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 it's a little leprechaun, man. <laughs> yeah, he's good like that. He's good like that. That's great. So um yeah uh this next thing is like um obviously everything that's been going on in the world has sort of thrown a spanner in everyone's works in terms of live music but um do you have future plans and if so what what are they Future plans Yeah like you know So we've been we've been planning for a while to do at least a, a small Florida run right because Florida got to taste freedom before everybody else right yeah. cuz Florida freedom is the new is Texas right Florida now. is the new Texas yep. Florida is running right now baby I'm coming for Texas DeSantis, bro <laughs> thank you brother I'm coming for Texas There you go yeah. But um, as as school or university, as you find folk call it, <laughs> it's, it's uni, uni, it's they call uni. it uni. uni. Yeah, it's yeah. coming back into season. We plan to um, uni, bruv. go and play all the big university towns um, with all original sets with another 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 band from down here that I'll shout out real quick. Our boys from Fifty Nine Shop. Oh fuck yeah! Great, 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 great band, and also so you're doing that in Florida, uh, right? You're yeah, right. we want to do a Florida run, and then as soon as we're able, um, Texas and Mississippi were the first states to open up. Or was it Texas and Missouri? I saw were the first states to open up. Cool. So obviously, you know the the want yeah. is to go there, yeah. but as you know, as a as a musician that's that's gone on the road before, basically you. 
you do it by getting from big show to big show by playing all the little shows in the middle. Right, right. So right now, you know, while it's, it's, it's unknown, you can't right play now. the little yeah. shows in the middle. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. tough, but the aspirations of the band are obviously, you know, to, to travel and tour here in the in continental U.S. and also get up into Canada and hit our boys in the U.K. and in the EU yeah, and everything else. Sorry about the Brexit. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, you guys can play, you guys can play, you know, the three, four hours, which means that... You, cause one of the things I found difficult in Sonic Boom Six, which is the band I was in the UK, one of the things that was difficult in the beginning was that we were like, you know, like a show band or whatever. Like, you know, we had like 40, 45 minutes of like Everywhere. good music, and, yeah. and 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 but but and that's honestly, you know, it would we ended up playing like hour and a half sets, but in the in the early years, more like forty five minutes, and and like as a result. You know, it was either we play sort of on multiple. We played on a lot of multiple bills, and there wasn't a lot of money going around unless we were headlining. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it, it, since I've been in in the U.S. and I've been with Killbillies and to a lesser extent No Name Scarband, you know, we built ourselves up a three-hour set so we can pay those gigs that, to get money. And, and one of the ways you can tour, if you can yeah. do that, <laughs> is you can do your you can do your original shows, but then you can just pop in a few money makers in between. You know, yeah, I mean? some pay for the hotel. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. so. Totally actually, I will squeeze in like a fun fact about us that. You didn't really, I mean, it's a really weird situation on how we, like, got started with it. We originally started this band off of us actually just doing covers. Right. This This was was never supposed to be, like, a a thing. thing. Right. Yeah, so we started off just, like, trying to do covers. And I want to say, like, we were, like, even still playing, like, some of the shit that we do now. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, but listen, it's not called shit. There's still people watching that pay us to play. So I mean, I say shit, but, I mean, it's still... But good shit. shit still yeah, goes, good goes shit. hard good in the paint. Good shit, man. Yeah. It still yeah, goes yeah, hard yeah. in the paint. But, um, no, like, that That was... I mean, we, we did not think that it would ever get to this point. Yeah, never. that's, that's fantastic. No, that's it, really was, good. it was even never... Even our first couple of shows, like, any, any real band... Nightmares. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, I have to switch out my beard. Tell them about um, uh, Miss and her husband. Oh, dude. Ready? So that's the best one. Sons of Betrayal. One of my favorite stories. My my first band. My first band, which I'm very proud to say, my first band and will forever be my only band. Yeah, man. But um. We played our first couple of shows at this. Like it was kind of almost like a Shriners Club, as uh, the Fraternal Order of the Eagles. We played our first couple of shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of these places where you play like a monthly membership, whatever, and they give you like duty prices on the alcohol. You okay. Know, the alcohol is super. Like cheap. a kind of Mason type. Yeah, Mason yes. type deal yeah, 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 or yeah. Moose Lodge yeah, type yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, hey, it's old timers, and we play old timey rock and roll. They love this shit. But old time or some of them have sensitive hearing, bro. And it was maybe it was like our se- our second gig ever, yeah. and we're playing, you know, and we think we're crushing, and like we look at the corner of the bar, and there's like this husband and wife couple there, and the wife has two full on fucking dinner napkins, bro. I'm not talking cocktail napkins <laughs> that are of a respectable size. I'm talking full on. Thanksgiving motherfucking dinner <laughs> napkins, bro. Like, out to here, both <laughs> sides. Amazing. And, like, you know, like, point and looks like, are you having a good time? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, having a bad time. The funniest part about this, uh, oh, about man. her husband, he was actually, he had, he had hearing aids in. He had hearing aids in, and she's, like, fussing with him. She's yelling at us, and he's just, like, looking at her like, 
can't hear anything. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I'm turned down. Yeah, he exactly. There you go. Great times. Great so times. We're really looking forward to having you play up at Handlebars. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Listen, anywhere where there's motorcycles, there should be rock and roll. So yeah, May thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. May thirteenth. So, yeah, yeah. It's a good Thursday. Yeah, good it's Thursday coming up. Come and get buck wild at Handlebars, and I'm stoked to be there for the first time, especially doing something for Ben Childs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, the um, my, my uh, father-in-law um reopen this bar and you know i've been helping him do it i've been helping book the bands on and for right at the beginning we were business partners in it i i ended up sort of choosing music again over it because it's because i i thought to myself you know well i don't want to be stuck behind a bar all day every day and it's music's my thing you know as a teacher and everything but i'm still really involved in helping him run the place and um and uh you know just especially in terms of the entertainment and um and and just so Awesome that you guys are going to come up and grace the place with your presence. It's going to be grace, sick, bro. Like, they're going to blow the roof it's off rock, the place. I'm very <laughs> the band Creed and Chris will back me up on this. The band Creed, Creed? For, yeah, damn. Hey, listen. First oh, of all, no, let me let me stop. Put that in your microphone. Next let me, to me stop. Let me stop. Okay. The band Creed is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said that, <laughs> we can move forward. That's the, band, like, the band motto. Uh, yeah. Zyza Ben, you play for five like you play for 5,000. Doesn't matter how big the room is, man. Even if there's only one person there, that one person, that's their free time, bro. That's their life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No. Anything yeah, for sure, that man. amount of time. Absolutely. And they thought that the best way to spend it was to come and see you. Yeah. Do your thing, bro. Yeah. And that- forever and ever and ever. And I try and make this a big point anytime or anywhere. Like we were playing in Fort Lauderdale um, yeah. maybe a month or so back for spring break. Yeah. And so we got to spend the day just fucking around Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we got a tour of those terrible. <laughs> but, but we went. I know. We actually did like, a very good tour job. We did a play until like sure. eleven o'clock at night. We had all day. You know, the check out of the hotel was ten thirty a.m. Yeah, and then yeah. eleven o'clock at night we had to play. Like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna get hammered and we're gonna go on the beach. I ended up getting people. a tattoo. Yeah, I was like, fuck tattoo. it. I was like, yeah. well, whatever. Shit was happening. No regrets. We were crossing the street at one point, right in front of where that big like opening in the Fort Lauderdale beaches, like where the big walls are. Yeah. And we were walking into Permandy Brothers to get a sandwich. And there was just people walking around and taking pictures, and the sun was out, and the birds were chirping and everything. And you know, I stopped the I stopped the guys as we were crossing the street and told them to look around. It's like look at where you are. Like people work their whole life, like working their fingers to the bone, hoping to come here on a vacation. And this is where we live. And not only do we live here, we're getting paid to go somewhere tonight and act like fucking pieces of garbage. That's really <laughs> what we get paid for, man. And people love it. And, you know, so for anybody that gets paid to play an instrument anywhere, just, like, remember that when you leave that show that night, there's somebody that's driving home wishing that they were you. you yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. You know, that's actually really, like... That's worth that, something, yeah, bro. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's actually... I, I, like, I like how you put that, because, I, I, you know, there's been plenty of times, you know, there's been plenty of times where I've played in, in various bands where, where we're playing to a room with three people, and two of them are the bartenders, you know? Yes, and, and uh, 
And and I, I have had those moments though where it's just like, oh God, this night needs to end. It's so dead. It's whatever. But you know, like listening to how you put it though, man, that's a really good show. That's a best fucking show for That's a really that's a really, really good way to put it, man. Yeah, like, they you're, don't deserve you're any less of you. No, you're absolutely right. It's not their fault that there's not fifty other people there, what man. What does that have to do with them? Absolutely, exactly. absolutely nothing. Them. No, that was that's a really you know, good way to put it. I, I, I like just, that. I feel like if more if more people approach their shit like that, what does it really boil down to, man, is a sense of pride in your work. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I agree with that. And 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 honestly, I've at this point, I've played so many shows that I pretty much do. I I, I I have I approach them the same way because, I, you know, I've had I, you know I've had friends and relations and stuff be like be like come to see me and be like, oh, you know, it wasn't many people there. Like, you know, it's almost like they sort of feel bad for me. But I'm like, dude, I'm that a they're paying me. And and be I'm playing the guitar and singing, which is what I want to do the entire time anyway. We, you know what I mean? We had like, we had a show not long ago is at a Brick and Barrel. We were playing, and there was literally one or two people sitting at the bar, and then a couple of bartenders, and that was pretty much it. And the one guy comes up with this beer. He's standing oh, in front yeah, of us. Yeah, he yeah. stands right in front of Ben. He's three feet from Ben. And he's the only guy in this whole dining room area or whatever. And I don't even know what we were playing, but it wasn't like a real rocking song. Like we were playing something pretty mellow. And this guy's pumping his he's fist. He's going, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! yeah that's great. I and I look that. at Ben thinking, like, yeah, this guy's I, nuts. But I look at Ben, and Ben just has this giant grin. Like, <laughs> yeah, just that's happy great. That guy that's was great. happy, <laughs> Bro, that's <laughs> the guy that you are playing for right there. Forget everybody else. <laughs> okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah. so, like, I do this thing where, like, Andrew, like, finds, like, that love. He like finds it in very like odd or weird places. The one guy that I look like, whoever it is, like the person is losing their fucking minds, and I'm like, that's my like that's where all my energies come from. Yeah, man. right there. As yeah. long as I can keep them like that, the rest of the show, I'm golden. Yeah, yeah. And like my thing, okay, yeah. So like one thing I do have to say because we said a lot of crazy shit here. Says you. Do not. Think that you could just be drunk as fuck and go and play music, though. Because that's not a good idea. I've learned my lesson way too many times yes. because of that. Oh, I hear that. But yeah, I've, at I've, the same time... I've learned my lesson. I've learned my yeah. lesson like a thousand parts. I had to bounce along the bottom for years, but yeah. yeah <laughs> did, did you guys ever learn like a regiment? Like, like I have my own regiment. He's heard my regiment before. I also know my regiment. But like, I know my... Because we play like so limit. many... Three hour, like four hour gigs. I know how much I'm allowed to drink. Yeah. And if I'm allowed to drink before the show. Yeah. yeah. No. Do you guys have a regimen? I've never, over the years, I've never been a big drinker. And now with, with, with Ben's sobriety, I just choose not to drink at our shows at all. Gotcha. You know, um, You know, to kind of support him. But Yeah, well, I'd never, I'd never, like, you know, I really want to make it clear that I at no point have ever asked anyone not to drink a, a, or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no, but, no. That's, but Hector my, that's my choice. Hector, yeah. and, Hector and James just decided that they were going to not drink as well, which means that it's quite a weird dynamic because I've spent, I've spent, <laughs> I've spent <laughs> all, because I spent my entire adult life playing music where everyone's drinking. And so now we, we don't drink at shows and, and actually after the first couple, you get used to it and then you're like, fine. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, remember right? seeing you guys yeah. somewhere and like yeah, asking if third. I could buy you around the drinks. Yeah, like, oh, it was third and third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, can I get you guys appetizers? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, yeah, well, for sure. Chicken yeah, wings. yeah, well, yeah. Eat all the snacks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't drink, I don't drink really in Killbillies now. And then and any other band I was in before, I, I would have a few beers. I wouldn't get hammered, but I would have a few beers. But I never, 
if I drank before I played or while I played, it was like a beer to take the edge off and be able to get up and exactly, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, I still, yeah, I still yeah. get little stage jitters or whatever, you know. But but that was it. I never really, I can't remember a whole lot of times that I was hammered and was playing. I mean, it oh, wasn't yeah. it just yeah. Well, I thought I was relying on my natural <laughs> talent and just and get it, and, and 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 like and get it done. Yeah, but I mean, it, in truth, I, you know, I know I was just playing badly. Can I ask you guys a question as our interviewers? Yeah. So it's like it's obviously that we we've made we you know we've made our waves and and our brand right on on a certain amount of things. And one thing that baffles me with the band is like um, a lot of times people will be shocked by like my point of view on things, right? right? Or like what I have to say about any given type of thing. And how that's not the PC type of approach to whatever it is right. I'm talking about. Right. To which my response is, is rock and roll not supposed to be inherently offensive? Well, I would say that... To a degree. I, I would say that that certainly can be an aspect of it. And if that's the aspect of it that you choose to run with, then there's, there, I can't see any problems with that. I'm not choosing to run with anything. I'm just saying that once upon a time, guys were throwing fucking televisions out of the 13th story window of places, and now I'm the outlaw of the year because I own a copy of fucking Green Eggs and Ham. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think it's weird. Now, I see where you're going with this, and my my, my answer would be that um, the... Is rock and roll meant to be offensive? I think what it was meant to do was challenge sensibilities. Exactly. At, at a yeah. certain time. Not necessarily just be offensive. But um, and offensive maybe, without but, reason. Right, exactly. You know, and, just to be yeah. well, rock and roll has yeah, yeah. always been anti-establishment. Though. Exactly, yeah. 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 And, you know, back like in the day, like, we, you yeah. know, pretty much anything that wasn't church was offensive, so it wasn't that difficult either, you know sure. what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. It, it's like, um, no, you know, people people going out to watch Chuck, teenage girls going out to watch Chuck Berry and, you know, and, and like, uh, and getting turned on by him. And, My man Chuck yeah. Berry. You know, and, and, and I like, love Elvis that. Like they that, could only show it, him from the chest up because they didn't want to show him gyrating on TV yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, craziness, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Craziness. But I mean, you know, that I, I think that, all of that was kind of part and parcel with the sort of cultural kind of social awakening and and and, and, and you know everything like race relations and everything it was all boiled into like that that's stuff. That's where we're at now. I feel like that's yeah. where we're at now. We're at this point of where, you know, you mentioned things like race relations, something that was so prominent in the '60s, again so prominent today. Yeah. And it's like you know when when I talk about the the branding of the band and everything else, it's like you know every, everybody likes to be classified these days yeah. right yeah. it's like you fit into a group b group or c group and it's like the band to me has always been for the c group where it's like you just don't even fucking really give a shit bro you just want to have a good time and you want to go to work and i you feel wanna, that and you want to have a good family yeah. and live your little american dream and you just want to have a good time I, I know that like you know because we're uh, we're backing and forthing all the time on social media and stuff and it and and like and we don't necessarily see a hundred percent eye to eye on some certain things but but the greater part of it we do, and honestly, that's that's all that matters to me. You, you know, want to have a good time. Yeah, and yeah. Then you yeah. realize that the majority of people are good people. Yeah, the majority of people that you meet are not whether whether they oppose 
what it is that you hold near and dear to you. They're not bad people, bro. I feel a, I oh, feel like sure. the, yeah. the, it's just the last five years have been so polarizing, and it's just been it's exhausting. Insanity. It's a hard time to be a musician, bro, because yeah. it's like it's better you, to be a rapper. You're, you, yeah, you're, dude. You're, honestly, you're it's the best time to say be whatever a DJ. you want if you, if you do rap. As a singer, <laughs> as a singer, like in a rock band. Yeah, being God a forbid. DJ is tight as fuck. I should have yeah. done that. Yeah. You guys want to be bassist in a yeah, previous. You can drop yeah. ecstasy on anybody's mouth. In a life. different life, bro, I'm showing up with a flash drive and a space bar. Some of those guys make bank for, sp- oh, for spinning records, Oh, it is insane what they're, what, what they're able to do on... Yeah. Hey, but listen, good for See, them. I'm not hating. Good for them. Money. They make a lot of I'm money. I'm not hating. But like, make here's the money. thing is that America right, loves them well, and Europe the loves them. At the end of the day, all of this stuff is kind of... You're good. If you have America and Europe trying to do like world tours with you, dude, you're all set. Well, you want yeah, to, uh, yeah, it's probably time you guys played us a song. Yeah. Oh, let's do Beautiful. it. Hey, listen, you ready for I it? Came, yeah, I cool. came very ready with Limber Fingers to play an excellent song. Right. Here we go. We'll do that. A lot of volume. Yeah. First of three lonesome boys I can't feel no love, can't feel no joy But I got to move, got to leave here soon Got to put this life in my rear view And if I only get to say one thing Better hope forevermore that they remember my name They gon' talk they shit through they bossy lip You best not forget, brother Come out No more Amanda Cadown, 
No more time for walk around Trying to call me crazy They fucking love to hate me So if you come my way Brother, you know what I say Run away, yeah Don't nobody try to save me Call my name Ain't nobody gonna bring me down You guys are enjoying the 561 podcast. That's a 561 live. We're sons of a tradesman. All right, Hector, we've got um, a few sponsors uh, this week. Could you uh, tell us all about them? Please? Yeah, man, I'm actually pretty happy. We have uh, we have several sponsors this week. So uh, our first sponsor is Rude Boys Remedy. Yeah. Um, you know, we all get to spend a lot of time yeah. with our pets uh, this last year, and uh, and you know we want to make sure to live in their best lives and stuff. So, um, if your pet's got anxiety, joint pain, if they get scared with thunderstorms uh, or loud noises, like my German Shepherd does, he freaks out at storms. Um, you, you know, you give them a little bit of uh, relief with Rude Boy's Remedy. It's nature's uh, nature's best CBD grown and bottled here in the USA. It is a, a few drops is all it takes. Um, it's good for dogs. It's good for cats. They'll love the bacon flavor. And every bottle does come with a batch number and lab analysis report, so you know exactly what you're giving your pet really? or your best friend. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's what uh, that's what Mick was telling us. So um, give them some relief. Check out RudeBoysRemedy.com if you're tired of your pet having all the fun. Uh, they now have CBD for humans at RudeBoys. Uh, RudeBoysRemedy.com. So available in orange flavored and unflavored. And again, just a few drops. You can put it in your cocktail or your ramen noodles or whatever you'd like to put it on, man. Yeah, man. Um, find them at uh, social media at RudeBoysRemedy um, or RudeBoysRemedy.com and place your orders. So yeah, man, CBD you can get all hammered with your with your dog. Man, <laughs> good stuff. Like up those Friday joints. night, <laughs> right? Who else we got? Right. So our second sponsor uh, tonight is Handlebars, and uh, you, yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Handlebars? Um, you know, sure, yeah. Um, so Handlebars is a it's a little biker bar in Tequesta, um, which is uh, just north of Jupiter um, in Palm Beach County. It's got. Um, a lot of history, and it's famous with bikers around the world in its pre- previous incarnation as Judy's. But the new owners, which is uh, it's uh, my family, um, have kept the feel and the vibe of the place while upgrading the quality of the food and the drink. And from its bike nights that fall every second Thursday of the month, and we've got the... Um, these guys, uh, Sons of Betrays, been playing on the 13th. Oh, yeah. Um, to its daily great food and drink and cool atmosphere, Handlebars is a destination bar for anyone who owns a bike. And even if you don't ride, you're welcome to come soak in the vibe with nice cold beer. Go online and check the place out at www.handlebars-bar-and-grill.com or find us on Facebook to keep up with events and find out about bookings and menu items. Oh, cool. yeah. Cool, 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 man. I can't wait for that one. 
Yeah, yeah that's going to be a hell of a show. It's, I will definitely uh, be there unless uh, unless this uh, slave driver that I have in my band uh, books us for that night. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, whoever whoever that might be. I can bad, only imagine who, what his name is. <laughs> um, and then uh, our third sponsor is actually a, a very fun sponsor. It's uh, it's our friend Cat. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and ironically, Cat uh, has a bird, and the bird's name is Jameson. And which is a fantastic bird name. Jameson has some pretty ja- important stuff to say. Ja- didn't ja- Jameson has sponsored our show, and uh, Jameson says <laughs> birds because they're awesome and they're not government drones. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that is Jameson's message, and thank you, Jameson, for uh, sponsoring the show. So I just want to remind everybody: if you are watching, uh, you know, graphics have been splashed up on the screen. It's got all the information, etc. Um, on our YouTube channel, it'll have all, in the show notes. It'll have all the. Uh, uh, links to all of our sponsors. Um, you know, if you go to our website, 561music.com, or if you're listening on the podcast, all the show notes will have all the links to all of our sponsors. And we want to thank our sponsors um, profusely for, for uh, you know, helping us make this happen. I mean, yeah, this, on- this honestly, is... it's, it's such a help because, um, you know, it costs us to make this thing. And, uh, and if we didn't have a bit of help, I don't know if we would be able to continue doing it forever. So um, everyone who sponsors it is really making this show happen. So yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Absolutely. I mean, this is episode seven, um, and it's amazing that we've gotten this far already. And, and I, you know, I just, the sky's the limit. We're booked out for several months already with, uh, with different bands, man. So I'm excited to keep going. So thank you to all the sponsors. Absolutely. So wel- welcome back, gentlemen, from, uh, from playing some stuff for us here. Shit. Thank yeah, you. Can you um can you give us a little bit of um back history on the bandit and what the song is about? Yeah, man. So the bandit was actually the 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 first tune, right? That's my tune. And then our yeah. our multiverse, the bandit is my character, which is why if you pull up the you pull up the single, yeah. Striking resemblance myself and the bandit. But very, very tall sexual man just kicks, <laughs> just kicking open like a beautiful western bar. Beard like a Persian dude. god. Yeah, oh like my god, dude! Like <laughs> beard, <laughs> beard like a Persian rug. <laughs> so, so um, give us a little bit of an insight into some of the lyrics in it. So the bandit, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's all about the the song starts the first of three lonesome boys, right? Uh-huh. You know, so it's like when I when I first started the band or, or I had aspirations of starting the band, I was in I was in college, I was living up in Ohio. And I had a white collar job, you know, a suit and tie type job, which uh, which right. I enjoy, but it wasn't really my vibe. Right. And so um, I prepared to move myself back down to Florida, and I hit up Nick and PJ, and I was like, hey, I want I want to start a band. So the initial group before we met Chris was just myself, the initial guitarist, and and our brother Nick that played bass. So it was it was I was the oldest of the three, you know, it was like my thing, and I did play Big Brother in that like group of friends. And so the whole song is just kind of about like this character, you know, and he kind of, um, as opposed to the Baron, who's the brother character, who's represented by Nick, who, you know, had the, as a firstborn, you have your right to the throne. Sure. Which in many ways, right, as a firstborn to an immigrant family, a Cuban family, you know, that's your throne to take. And I always felt, you know, as as a as being the person in the position in that family as like the first naturally born person, you know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of big ideals to live up to. You know, oh, all, the, all the all the sacrifice of your family I can relate. is right, as I'm sure that you can. Yeah. You know, that it's 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 up to you to fulfill this American in dream. In fact I have a lot of I have a lot of uh 
I, I have to admit I have a lot of guilt because I'm I'm the firstborn son of my my parents and I I'm I moved away you know the kind of sometimes I, sometimes that, that makes me a little bit sad like I feel like I should be there looking after. Why well, does it make you feel sad, bro? You live in Florida. You live in Florida right, and you're true. a musician. God's for country. A Nothing to be you know what <laughs> I mean? sad it's about. It's like that. it's like and like I mentioned earlier that any night after a Killabilly show, there's somebody that's sitting in their car wishing they were Ben Childs. You know what I right mean? Right on, man. And it's like, you can never... You can or never or uh, it's, you, it's usually child. me, though. It's, it's usually me driving home going, God, I wish I was bad. Oh, hey, hey, you know what I mean? I get it. <laughs> but the, point, the point is is, is that musicians of any scale have to realize, that, man, that, that that's a way that you carry it. That's a, and that's a responsibility that's bestowed upon us that we should take seriously. Yeah, right on. As yeah. musicians. That you never know what kid is watching you play, man. You never know who's yeah. out there watching you play. Ain't that the truth? You know, that really is and and. And like, people have told me that before, and and, and it's true. You know, you, you never know who's watching you. Even if there's four or five people in the bar, there might be a real music head in there who's re- just listening to every note you play and taking notes. Or or there might be someone in there who's just had a just a, you know a terrible week and is just looking for something to kind of give them a bit of a lift. Make you feel know? good, man. yeah. Just yeah. yeah. exactly. feel good. And we yeah. get to be those guys. Is yeah. that is that not the fucking coolest thing? It certainly is. Is that not the best? Thing? It is yeah. what you know? makes me run for like sure. We, we it, it may, it, like it, I wasn't supposed to be doing shit like this. Like the fact that like I'm actually able to like go out and play. Like people coming out to me and be like, "Dude, like you're fucking awesome." I'm like. Uh, you're fucking awesome. It's a good awesome. feeling, right? It's right. You're it's fucking feeling. awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, the best yeah. feeling. And I hope that everyone that plays. Everyone that plays down here that just realizes that, that that feeling is worth something and that you owe it to the people that come to see you to give them the best of you, man. Yeah, yeah. right on, man. Always. Yeah, you know, I can't hear that enough, and it's great, it's great to be reminded. I pre- you know, I appreciate that you preaching this message because it's a good one. It's a strong yeah, one. It's fucking you know? important. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we have a picture of your pedal board. Can you tell us about it? Oh my God! Is the picture gonna come up on the screen? Look there at you that. Go. There's, there my you pedal, go. there's my pedal. There's my pedal. Why don't you tell us a little, little something about it? Yeah. All right. So let, let, let's let's take you from the right to the left hand side. You see the Vox wall because Jimi Hendrix a fucking mother. You know what I'm saying? The Vox oh, wall. Yeah. <laughs> got, t- got my tuner at the top of my chain, but let, let, I want what I really want to focus on. Is forget everything else. I want to focus on these two black pedals. Yeah, you were telling me about them. Middle, and we're not talking about Jameson. And let me, let me, let me start this whole conversation by saying: first name Jamie, last name Rasso. Dude, this guy's great. Okay, this guy is some other type of freak. He lives out here locally. He's in the Wellington area. For those of you that are interested. And he made me both of those pedals. I always oh, bump into wow. him in the amp shop. Dude, either. he's incredible. So the <laughs> first great. pedal, the one on the left, if you're yeah. looking at the two black pedals in the bottom middle of my board, the one on the left next to the hot wax, that's a custom fuzz. Okay. So I always have been on, I've been on this course for great fuzz. Yeah. And one of the issues that I always had is that it just like, Terribly compressed my sound and like yeah, all of my mean. all of my tone. Like as soon as I kicked my just yeah. castrated my yeah, whole yeah. tone. I totally understand what you mean. You understand yeah, where yeah. I'm coming from. Yeah. So like I told him, I was like, I gave him. A, he asked me for bands when he was making for me the pedal. He was like, well, give me some bands that you like their fuzzy sound. Yeah. And I only gave him one band, which was Clutch. Okay. I was like I really yeah. like Clutch's yeah. fuzz. Right, Clutch is pure attitude. Yeah. And I was like, but well, when he hits it, the scene's just got this massive motherfuck yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. This fuzz pedal. And he gave me that there. Then that pedal on the right, 
of the right of that one to the left of the Vox pedal, the black pedal, got the three knobs and a little flicky switch, mm-hmm. a flicky switch. So that one, I had him clone me a Walrus Audio Iron Horse, which is like a distortion and overdrive pedal. Okay, I've heard of those. Which yeah. I was actually gifted by Hunter Hutchings. It was probably the dumb. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to use cool sounding pedals in reggae bands. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but the thing is that the, the pedal only had two volumes, and that was. That was church band and fuck your mother. Those are yeah. the two van- Those are the two volumes the pedal had. Right. But I love the tones that it had. Like it really made use of pushing the front end, like the headroom of my amp. Yeah, and you get that cool. really like nasally crackle, like yeah, at the top yeah. of your bends yeah, and shit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's very inherent to like British rock and roll. Absolutely. It's just like it sounds like it has that's a my, terrible. That's where I'm at. Yeah, it's that's like my, sinus yeah. infection noise. Yeah, know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like breaking up and I don't cracking. Know about this. Yeah, no, the the drummer's the looking up. at this us like, like I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's talk about China symbols. Okay, listen. Let's be quiet. There's my shitty pedal board on the screen still. That's that one. That's that one. Above that, the blue pedal is my Clarksdale Wampler pedal, which is basically is what substitutes my regular Tube Screamer. So it's like a Tube Screamer clone, right? Because everybody and their mother clones a Tube Screamer. Yeah. Except I have a three-band EQ, which is super nice. Okay. And I can really cock that the the middle band EQ, and I get this awesome like Hendrix open wah sound. Oh, super great for that. Oh, interesting. Okay, super I got nice. you. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. really do a lot with that. You can pop band. out in a solo for that for sure. Yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. also do like really big, bright, shimmery, like twelve string, like eagle sounding oh, okay. shit oh, wow. on there. It's it's really great. The hot wax pedal on the bottom left. Yeah, I use the right side basically as a solo boost. Right, and the left side I don't use at all because it's garbage. So if you right. buy one of those, you use the right side only. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, hot wax. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Damn it, we lost that sponsorship. And then top left, that pedal right there, I paid like 40 bucks for that. All the way on the top left, that mint green colored one yeah. is my TC Harmonics Analog Delay. Right. And one of our singles, The Wolf, is actually super based around oh, the yeah. day that you I know got what? that yeah. pedal. Was I wrote that song the day that I got that pedal. Right. And I was fucking around my delays. But one of the cool things about Thank it, you, Hot Mint. Right. <laughs> One of the cool things about it is on the left hand side it has like a interval setting for the interval in the in the break of time yes. that it, it serves you its delay, whether it's at three sixteenths or one sixteenths or whatever yeah. the other thing is of the beat per minute. And so I get to put these big like gaps in the time and I can also dial it back and use it as a slap back. Yeah. And it's a super cool pedal and just one that I picked up for like 40, 45 bucks and just works amazingly. You got a lot of different sizes. This is a different board than other people we've had in here because you got a lot of different shades of, of fuzz and distortion. Andrew's you know, a different type of guy, man. All of them just <laughs> fucking make loud and holy he, he, noise. He's bro. a weirder one, man. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I thank him to death for that fucking hot gr- mint green whatever the fuck that yeah, thing is because it wrote i don't know what it is songs. yeah that's no good. but that wrote the song that like we kind of like him and i kind of constructed ourselves yeah i don't know if you, like obviously we've been talking about the uh bandit this whole time yeah but him and i actually constructed uh for the most part uh the wolf which is my song right 
Like, it was a little bit of all of us, but it was kind of Andrew's first part and my, like, uh, kind of tinkering with it towards the end of it. Okay, cool. Getting everything together. That's cool. And, oh, my God. Like, if it wasn't for that fucking pedal, like, dude, like, this shit probably wouldn't have gone together. I'll tell you what, together. a new piece of gear can be so it creative sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, you get a new guitar, you, like, write a song, like, straight away. Oh, you know dude, what I mean? 1,000%. That's how yeah, I felt yeah. when I it's got my own. It's crazy, too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, too. Like, I, I want to so. say, like, maybe, like, the first show that we ever played it in, like, so, like, we play, like, out so many different places, like, you know, doing the covers and stuff. Yeah. But it's, like, every once in a while, we can't really keep track on, like, where we play the all the originals. So it's kind of weird that we'll play, like, at third and third, and we have, like, one, you know, enough time for, like, one song left. We play the last song, which if anybody's ever seen this before, they know what song that is. It's rock and roll by Led yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah. So we'll play it, and somebody yells weird, out weird like timing the intro. wolf. Somebody <laughs> yelled out. Somebody yelled out not that long ago. The wolf, yeah. and for some reason, yeah. it's been happening ever since that day. At the end of it, yell somebody yells out the wolf. Right, yeah. and That's it's not always it's really the same cool. person. I know the first person that ever did it, but like I, I've noticed it about like two the or three times now. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, what did, what did he say? The <laughs> wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's your mom. Your mom's your mom. Your mom. My mom came to one show, and she has bit back sets. We terrified her. Scared her. I love that woman so much. But speaking of terrifying people, bro. Listen, we're very happy to be the first representation of local rock and roll. Oh, for on the sure, yeah, man. One live podcast, bro. You guys are amazing. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, so there's a lot of reggae dub up to now. So well, it's true, and uh, you know, it's, it's a South Florida it, thing. It's man. absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> for a, sure. a, a decision that we made. It was just you know we were going through all the bands that are decent and doing a lot of stuff around here, and there's a lot of reggae bands down here. Hey, listen, know? a lot of the good ones are reggae bands. Yeah, really. yeah. And, it's, but it's just a South yeah. Florida thing. It's just because yeah. it's. It's reggae, but it's South Florida reggae. It's South Florida reggae. It, 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 it is very yeah. Because West Coast reggae is hella different, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and also, I think, you know, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a history with Scar and reggae, so I think that subconsciously I... I you know, I seem to, okay. I seem to like warm towards that. You no, know, it's okay. Listen, it's hey, okay, we forgive hey, you. Hey, listen, <laughs> this, this level of rock and roll is a hard pill as well. So I understand. <laughs> like episode six. Well, no, whatever. I love it, and that's why I love looking at that pedal board because you know it's like there's like three or four different types of fuzz and distortion. That's what you're going for is like different ways to go to really yeah, hit. Yeah, different you ways know? to go. Fuck Told you earlier. Black <laughs> Sabbath. Yeah, what it is. Black yeah. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool, man. All right, let's uh, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's wrap talk it up, man. Dates, yeah, yeah, let's uh, you know, thank you guys for being on the show, and oh, yeah. uh, thank you. you know, if uh, if anybody who's uh, listening or watching uh, wants to wants to catch uh, Sons of a Tradesman this weekend, Saturday, they are sharing the stage with Fall Victim at Matthews Brewing. Oh hell yeah, that's it's be in a great time. Uh, Lake Worth, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Right. Are you guys playing that outdoor stage they have there? Outdoor uh, yeah, stage, it's brand yes. new. It's Beautiful. all new and have badass. You, have you I've been seen there? it. I haven't, I haven't actually. I would love to it, get the kibbles yeah. oh, to play there, but they're booked until the end of eternity. <laughs> oh no, we'll, we'll we'll sort it out. We like, will um, make it happen. Yes, oh, yeah. we will make you it. You don't want to play a show with the kibbles, bro? I, you know, earlier oh, yeah. today, bro, earlier today, I was thinking, please, next time, next time that you offer me whatever it is we have on the day, I'm just gonna reschedule that thing because it's been too many times now. We just need to get it done because you want to know what it is, man. I hope that you appreciate this. Is like as as local musicians and 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 good ones, respectively, right? You know, uh, our, ba our bands are busy, sure, which we're, yeah. which sure we're blessed, right? It's like 
We don't get to go out often and see the yeah. bands that we want to see. That is the truth. Yeah. So it's like the easy way to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Just you just like book a show with a band you want to see. Yeah, you just yeah. play together and then it's over. Yeah. When so. you when you equally has have like a musician and a businessman in the band, this shit actually kind of happens quite a bit. I just, I yeah. want to make it does happen work for quite me, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see we some We end up bands get, like. getting lucky enough to have bands yeah. come, and, come and play with us. I love Killbillies, bro. And you want to know what's crazy is that my parents have I recently know. become the biggest Killbillies. We didn't fans. talk oh, yeah. about that. They come to loads of shows. It's so cool. They yeah. love it. Well, yeah, they're yeah. big writers of local music, right? And it, it, it comes partially in due to the fact that their son's in a, in a local band. You know yeah. what I mean? But like... I love that they set the example of like being a little oh, yeah. They saw us. You know? They saw so us at cool, Patty Max, guys. man, and then they came up to us and they're like, "You guys got to play at Connolly's. That's where that's where Sons of a Tradesman play oh, all the time." Oh my god! And, and, teeth, bro. Yeah, 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 dude. They're like, "You got to play at Connolly's," and I've played there many times with other bands, but just, oh, you have? but never with Killbillies, and that, until we finally, you know, we got that show. That's but, awesome. Like, the last couple um, months, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually playing there again in uh, like two weeks, I think. Yeah. Like, hey, that's my favorite bar to get shitty. Well, yeah. That's where yeah. I'm going. Shout, 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 Shout out to Connolly's and Caitlin and the whole crew over there, man. For yeah, sure. yeah, I, I know you wanted to big up some, uh, I know you wanted to big up some some of your venues. Yeah, cool bar shout out. So honestly, too, but before I start shouting out venues, like a shout out just to venues in general, man, that survived the last year. Yeah. And so, wow! You can shard out Foster's too. Say shard Foster's too. Shard out and Foster too. Like uh, the first like real like bar bar we ever. That played. was the worst uh, bar that we yeah, like, yeah, like. Dangerous bar selling amphetamines. To, to little, like I don't it's know, one of those bars. Yeah. Right. Every every guy has. Them. Yeah, yeah. But no, in all realness, while we're shouting out the venues, like obviously Corona happened. You know, like our our band, we 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 signed our our deal on March fifteenth last year. Yeah. And in case you guys I forgot, remember, the yeah. world stopped turning on March 17th. I know. So, sure. yeah. Unbelievable. We got to ride it. Super unfortunate. Yeah, we got to ride it high for two days and then, you know, kind of <laughs> went down the shitter. Yeah. But we're still lucky to be in the position that we're in. But, um, you know, we, we got to the point that we're at a lot, a lot in part, obviously, with the support of, you know, other bands from around here that are bigger than us, been doing it longer than us, like Spread the Dub, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then again, largely in part due to the venues around town. Yeah. So like Connolly's is like the first like real bar that we ever played, you know, where okay. they book where they book real bands, mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, and so it's a, it's yeah. a real thing. You got to show up with a real set of music, oh. and there was many a time where we played there where they should have never booked us again, like where one of us got arrested on the way to the oh, show God. or. I got that's to, happened to us. <laughs> yeah, I got so hammered one time they had to pull me off a of stage. You know, like multiple. And the three piece had to like take up like an hour and a half. Yeah, of it music. was fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it happened, and we and we survived it. And we survived. And then, and then Corona happened, right? And every yeah. and everybody and their mother who made a living in the music industry was wondering. We what still the, did it though. Yeah, we were wondering what the fuck we were gonna do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you start as a as a as a band in your local scene and reaching out to your local venues, trying to figure out what you can do to be a better to your whole community and we really partnered up with crazy uncle mike's in that time as you can see by my beautiful cum hat here on this on the, on the <laughs> that's table what it stands for time. okay crazy we're not uncle just being mike's. dirty for no not reason just dirty, but, you know like that man hung a picture of me from the inside of his restaurant with 
yeah, with man. the beloved cool. with my boy Nicholas, you know and it's like it's a cool bar it's, it is. It's, a it's a great bar, bar. It's a yeah. great you, just, you look at there. somebody like mike and sounding owners, awesome. owners like dave and matthews brewing and and, and places of the sort or, or matt your band made over yeah, at propaganda, propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah shout out to matt over yeah, propaganda. big shout out to krug and propaganda yeah, yeah. but just, he, just these places that Understand that their local bands do bring some type of value to their yeah. community, and yeah. that, that there are people out there that, that really look forward to going out and seeing these bands do their thing, and just being a and just being a part of it, and and feeling a part of something bigger, or feeling some sense of normalcy, and absolutely, whatever it might be that drives you to be at that show, yeah. you're at that show, well, and we couldn't do that without our venues. Yeah, band, well, I mean, so. the truth yeah. the truth is, you know, you you were talking about how. We all, um, you know, as musicians, you know, we have we have this this uh, privilege of doing what we do and getting paid for it, you know, and et cetera. But we couldn't do what we do without the venues and without their support. So exactly. So, yeah, no, definitely. That's why nobody thanks their venues enough. Nobody thanks the venue owners enough. Nobody thanks the chefs enough. Nobody from their stages pushes the bars tips as hard as they do the band's tips. And it's like, you need to realize, man, if it wasn't for those four fucking walls and that stage and that sound guy, that you want to be fucking shit. Yeah. And you need yeah. to be a little bit Straight more up. grateful for it, man. Yeah, you need to be a little bit more grateful for it and thank your venue owners and push your shows a little bit fucking harder. Buy their shirts, buy, buy their merch. Lucky, do yeah, do that, whatever you can to help them, for sure. All right, man. We're gonna do so our our, sa- our shameless Killbillies plug now. I think it's do right. We do every yeah. every week. We do our shameless Killbillies plug. <laughs> we're playing uh, Friday night at Mulligans and Stewart. Saturday Love we're doing place. downtown at the Gardens. Uh, yeah. That's that's something we haven't done. Oh yeah, the good credit uh, scores. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sunday Ben is doing a solo show at Ocean Republic. Yeah, up in Stewart. So, yeah, and that's a cool cool little bar. Um, if you've never been there, you should check it out. Next week we have uh, Joey Calderon. Is that That's correct? Yeah, Carter Carter Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Uh, yeah. A little little quick uh, thing on him. He ju- he just put out a uh, a single called Paradise uh, featuring Sierra Lane on there. Yeah, she oh. was our first and, guest. Uh, and his uh, Sierra. And he uh, I just uh, saw he did a post today that uh, there's a. Uh, um, some music charts or something that uh, that he showed up on, and he's like something like seventeenth on this chart or something with this single Paradise. So congrats yeah, to him, and we'll talk. Nice. Him. We'll yeah. talk to him next week about that. Man. He's a hardworking so, man. Palm Beach he really on is. The he cat, bro, he's an organized hardworking man. Yeah. I respect his yeah. work ethic. That guy. Work, he's yeah. just honestly just. You know, constantly posting songs that he does all the part. He's a multi instrumentalist. Yeah. He's posting stuff all the time. He has a great, like, a like fan lo- group and stuff. The and local he's, Dave Grohl, man. Really good fan service. <laughs> he's super cool with all his fans. And he's just yeah, very yeah. organized That's and awesome. honored guy. He's a cool yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Job, Looking forward I'll to talking watching. to him. Well, guys, yeah. we absolutely appreciate you guys being. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, no, yeah. man. It's, I've uh, only man. seen videos of you guys before, bro. So this is awesome, actually. You know, if I may, before we leave to whatever camera is watching, to any musician out there that gets paid to play their instrument in front of any crowd, remember that there's somebody watching you and that's following your example. And remember that there's somebody somewhere that's working some shitty fucking job that wishes they were you for five minutes. And understand how grateful you should be to be in the position that you are in. And anybody who dreams of playing an instrument for any type of money that ever comes and asks you a question, understand that you are blessed and fortunate to be in a position to answer 
that fucking question. Start respecting your craft the way that it deserves <laughs> to be fucking respected and start treating your fans the way they deserve to be fucking treated because right you are lucky. You are fucking lucky. Amen, bro. Grateful every day, man. Okay, Grateful every day. To play an instrument. <laughs>